0: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling
2: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
3: Like innovator, you know, He's, he's like with even with Tesla, that wasn't his company. That wasn't his idea. He bought into it, Right. Um, but people and, and and one thing that I think sums up Elon Musk, he overpromises and underdelivers constantly. He said we're gonna have you know people in Mars by twenty twenty four. You know that's what is the original statement, and then he kept changing. Oh, no, it's gonna be this now. It's gonna be.
1: It's so he- in five, four, three, two, one. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Hey yo. I alhamdulillah, brother. <laughs> alhamdulillah. I, alhamdulillah. I am now… A so I, I fucking had my first uh, like grappling wrestling class. Uh-huh. Oh shit. Fucking love it, dude. Yeah? I want to just smash <laughs> everybody, brother. Everybody. It's hard because my knees are so fucked up. Yeah. But I've been doing a lot of rehab on it. So now, now I can shoot for like singles and doubles. Mm-hmm. I want to just grab somebody… And beat the living (laughs) fuck out of them.
3: Just walk around, just smashing people. (laughs) Alhamdulillah, brother.
1: Inshallah, brother. Number one. Number one. I want to literally grab. If you guys have never wrestled before or ever grappled, it is hard. And it is so fucking exhausting. And by the way, it's not like I did like a full on course. It was Nick, he was kind of giving me an introduction to it. Mm -hmm. And even for, like, the limited amount of movement that we did, it's, my forearms are sore as shit. Right. Just having to hold and grab somebody for even, like, three or five minutes is really, really tough. Yeah. So, when we found out, or not we, but what I found out, too, is, like, you know, in any type of, like, physical combat sports or martial arts, right, a lot of it's, like, intuition. The, the difference between grappling and wrestling and between, like, kickboxing, though a lot of it, obviously, is, like, stuff that you do repetition that you can see things in as instincts, Right. It's still visual. There's like yeah. visual cues when you see somebody faint or move. Yeah. When grappling and somebody's on you, you don't see shit. Right. It's you literally feeling everything out where the weight shift is. Yeah. So you have zero knowledge. You don't know what the fuck is That's happening. That's what's so crazy about
3: it is that like, I think a lot of times when people watch sports, but they've never played any kind of sports in their life. they're Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing it like- they don't understand just how difficult it fucking is to do what you think is so simple. And then they forget to factor in the fatigue part yeah. of it, right? When you're that throw fucking… More, fat, throw more. Yeah, throw more. It's like, bro, it's only been two minutes… Hey, try sparring for two minutes straight. Yeah. I guarantee you'll be huffing and fucking puffing at the end of that. You There's
1: know? a lot of things too, like in combat sports, when you talk to pro fighters, there are people who they call them like gym kings. Like in the gym, yeah, untouchable. And the reason why is not because of their conditioning and anything else, Mm -hmm. the pressure isn't Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. There's no lights, there's no people screaming and they're fucking amazing. But when they go in that cage, their adrenaline starts to go and they have issues with anxiety. And they're like, dude, if they can get that in control, they would be the next UFC champion. Right, and that's another factor to factor in,
3: right? That whole, that's like a beast on in and of itself is to be able to perform under the bright lights, maybe even people booing you, right? Being in like a hostile territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's so many different factors at play and that's why you can't help but appreciate guys like Habib, guys like Islam, where they just execute with perfection and they, the way they're able to dominate like that. You, it's just like, you know, they're about that motherfucking life. That Dagestani
1: no. wrestling, and you know, they, they're about that fucking life. It's crazy too, because like Nick too, obviously he's allowing me to have like certain positions. I don't know what I'm doing, right? But he was, you know, giving me examples of what people do, and it's a game of like inches. Mm. And next thing you know, like this full… Has me like in a submission. I'm like, I don't even know how you got to this point. Yeah, I don't know how I'm here. Yeah, and I'm in pain. Like, but like he, I don't know what this move is called. Like fucking, oh, his arm down (laughs) my back. I was like, wait, how did how did I get here? Yeah, I don't know how this happened. Right. So even for me, you know, watching the UFC and obviously kickboxing for like three years now or whatever, like I could see it's really hard to be a, I want to say legitimate, but to really understand fighting if you've never trained. Um, to a certain extent. Obviously, if you watch it, you have opinions and stuff and it's probably all correct yeah. to a certain extent, but you understand it more when you start doing things. So one of the things that I've always had trouble with uh, watching UFC fights, 1FC, Bellator, whatever that it is, one, uh, uh, I couldn't truly understand grappling exchanges. Mm. I understand like position here and there, but I, I don't understand what they're trying to do because these advancements and, you know, them trying to gain position is all small things that we can't see unless we've been in that situation. Yeah. So, it's hard sometimes. And so, even from this one time that, you know, this one lesson that I did, I start to understand things a little differently. I'm like, oh, that's why that person did that. That's why DC always says, go for the single when they're up against the cage. Mm. Because I never understood why he's like, I don't understand why people just don't switch from the double to the single when they're on the cage. And it's just about position. And so… It, like that type of stuff is very interesting. Like being knowledgeable and finding to watch something, it makes it more fun now. Yeah, Because now we can see… Now I understand like when people who are very casual fans and they see grappling exchanges, they're booing because they don't know what they're looking for. Right. At. They just think it's boring. Yeah. They think these two guys are trying to fuck each other. <laughs> right? which Hey, that's pretty fun too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're knocking on it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Speaking of fighting though, yeah. and I'm pretty sure… I mean, this is probably passed for a couple of weeks. But uh, I didn't really want to talk about this only because, like, number one, I didn't even watch the fight. Mm. I didn't watch it because I already knew what the result was going to be. Yeah, I I already knew off-jump, not because it's rigged, not because of anything else, but Anderson Silva and Jake Paul fought each other, right? Yeah. Uh, People have been requesting for me to talk about this, but I'll be honest with you straight up, I didn't watch it because I already knew Jake Paul was going to win. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why is because Anderson Silva is 47 fucking years old. Yeah. And I know people are saying, well, he fought, you know, uh, Julio Chavez uh, Jr. and he won. Will Chavez Jr. if you guys don't know has been through a lot of shit, you know, drugs, all this other stuff, <laughs> you know. Um and at the end of the day, like knowing Anderson's style, uh, if you watched him, his record uh, while he was in the UFC, I think he lost 8 out of 9. In his last run, it was mm-hmm. a skid.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: It's been it's like pretty that.
1: pretty sad close to an
3: otherwise epic, you
1: know, career. Yeah, 47 years old and on top of that too, saw the way he looked, this will didn't take any steroids. I was so upset. I, if Anderson took a little juice, yeah. would have been a different story. Yeah, a little different story. I'm yeah. saying, trying to trying to
3: be on that Vitor Belfort regimen.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> hey, if he was TRT Vitor style, yeah. it would have been a different fucking yeah. story. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard, people said that you know Anderson had a lot of great rounds, and a lot of people thought it was uh, Anderson won up until the knockdown. Knockdown. Yeah, which I heard was pretty fucking clean. Yeah, it was.
3: It was. And and look. For a 47-year-old, he looked like he's in pretty great shape. Just take steroids, bro. Please, <laughs> I beg you. Just take a little… But, but also, too, you could definitely see the age where his reaction was slower. The power just wasn't there, you know? And it's like… It's frustrating from being an Anderson Silva fan… How he used to move so fluidly and just so effortlessly, you know, knocking people out with just a counterpunch like this, right? Just, it looks like he barely tapped him and he's like putting people to the ground, right? Um, but he just, he really didn't have the same kind of power behind his punches yeah. and the speed wasn't there either. A hundred
1: percent. Like yeah. if, if just even watching him and people were looking at him, you know, doing his mitt work in his paddle, because I, I did see videos like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the technique looks great, yeah. but the speed and shit wasn't there. Right. And I'm only saying this because one of my favorite videos that I've ever seen from Anderson Silva outside of the UFC was him at wildcard boxing with a Freddie Roach. Mm-hmm. And he was boxing another pro boxer. And this was 10 years ago. And this yeah. is when he was like 38. And he was, his footwork, his speed, his timing was amazing. Yeah. And when I saw that pad work, even though it did look amazing, but it looked amazing for his age. Exactly. That's the
4: caveat here. Yeah.
1: But I will give credit to fucking Jake Paul, man. Absolutely, you guys have to understand something, and I know a lot of people too may disagree with this because they're saying, well, you know, he's fighting uh, washed fighters. A hundred percent true, but the other flip side to this, right, is that a lot of pro boxers when they first start boxing, they fight a lot of shitty people, and not to the caliber of Anderson Silva. Right, pro boxers, like you've seen it too. So you watched it in a boxing match. Uh, I only saw clips of this of that uh, the the guy that um. Logan Paul fought at first. Uh, KSI. Mm-hmm. KSI fought somebody. He, was, he fought two fights in one night and he fought… Uh, he fucking phoned. He fought um, this one Mexican pro boxer, right? Mm-hmm. That boy was trash. He yeah. was pure fucking garbage. It's like he's oh, never… So bad. He looks like he never boxed a day it's in like, his life. like, how is this
3: guy a professional? Exactly. That's what I don't understand.
1: A lot of pro boxers, when you first fight pro boxing, yeah. are fighters like that. And I'm saying this because I've seen it. Right, and the same thing like back, like in amateur uh, MMA fights. Yeah, it's a mix-up. Sometimes you'll get the phenom. Right. Other times you'll get somebody who's an amateur or pro that looks like they've never fought a day in their life. Or, or it's very intentionally stacked that way to pad your record. A hundred percent. And so the first few fights that Logan fought, it's questionable, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, somebody like Ben Askren, Mm -hmm. fucking, doesn't have any hips. (laughs) <laughs> one of the worst strikers in the in, in yeah. MMA history, history ever bro. right History,
3: yeah literally yeah. who the
1: fuck cares about that but he fought somebody like Tyron Woodley who was known to knock out people obviously on a, on, a, on a on a fight skid as well but Anderson Silva is not those people yeah yeah right when you look at somebody who was a beginning as a pro boxer he him being able to beat Anderson Silva even though it was questionable for a lot of people once again I didn't see the fight so I have no opinion yeah it's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah.
3: You know, you could definitely see the improvements in, in Jake, uh, Jake's skills as well. And he answered one question that went unanswered up until that point was, can he go the distance? Can he last? Can he go a full eight round? I mean, it wasn't obviously a 12 round fight, but like yeah. he, he went the eight rounds and he looked relatively fresh. It didn't look like he was like just gassing out and huffing and puffing. So big props to him for like being in shape continuing to improve himself um and did enough to to get the dub on this one man and you know the it kind of made Dana eat his words because you know, like fight Anderson Silva. Yeah he was like a year or so ago he's like I guarantee you Jake will not fucking fight an Anderson Silva. And was like Jake And who knows maybe you know?
1: Anderson, Anderson Silva too a year or two years ago he would he might know, have been better. I
3: know and and at that age it's so critical like yeah. each
1: year is so each critical. Each year is vastly different. Yeah yeah so like you know Anthony Smith, if you guys don't know who Anthony Smith is, you know, if you guys are not a fight fan, I think this is just an interesting conversation to have anyways. It's like, Anthony Smith is also a light heavyweight in a, in the UFC, right? Commentator, great fighter too. Yeah. A lot of fights in the UFC. Yeah. Um, and I think like his bone to pick with Jake Paul is that, okay, so the kid can fight. But he still is a piece of shit to him because he's like, you are specifically picking our beloved legends who have been on the hugest fight skids of their life. They're they're way past their prime. These people who have legacy that they built, built this company up, who have literally just bared their cross and have fought their heart out. Their best years are now behind them. And then you take them into this platform and you beat them up. Like it's nothing. When you're this 27, 26-year-old kid who has all the money in the world and you do that to people who are legends and you don't give them their due respect that they deserve. He goes, that's why he has an issue with them. He goes, until you fight somebody who was at your caliber or the caliber that we deem fit for you, then you're still going to be questioned all the time. Which, when he says it like that, it's 100% true. Right, right. Like, I give him his props for Anderson Silva. Yeah. But I, I still don't respect him very much because you decide to take a fight with a quote-unquote legend who, by the way, is fucking damn near 50 years old. Right. He, the man's twice his age, you know? had multiple surgeries, destroyed his fucking shin, destroyed his knees. Everything about this guy is torn down. But then the flip side to that is that these
3: are grown ass men making the decisions themselves. Yeah, they like you know? money too. Yeah, exactly. They 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 see it as a payday. And I don't really think they look at it as in terms of like a legacy thing for them. Yeah. They're like their legacy is already set, you know. Anderson going into it. Cause he said it's like this, you know, this is what I expected. Like yeah. he he expected to lose. He didn't expect to win, right? Um but yeah, that what Anthony Smith is saying is completely valid. But then let's bring in the payday into the yeah. picture, and then it changes the conversation, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Anderson Silva, you know, I think his upfront pay was like 500k, and then he has like a 35 percent of the pay per view. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's probably walking away close to a million, right? Which is not bad for right. a night's nice work, right? I mean, not to mention other sponsorships he might have gotten through this. You yeah, know? so I just hate seeing like somebody who I who is. My favorite fighter in all of mixed martial arts history. Yeah, go down like that. I know, I know. That's that's definitely the sad. I don't care to watch it. I don't care to watch this fucking freak show. Yeah, and that's why too. I heard like the pay per view not maybe the pay per view buys or like the attendance buys were trash. Mm. Like that's the other thing that I think Jay Paul doesn't realize is that just because you're fighting Anderson Silva doesn't mean that people still want to fight you. People who are who are honestly washed and old, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a huge fan of Anderson Silva. The his fan, Jake Paul's fan base is what? 12 years old? 10 years old? They don't know who fucking Anderson Silva is. Yeah, They don't really care to watch this. The freak show is now done. We've seen you do this same trope over and over again. Of course, the buys aren't going to be that great because nobody cares to see you beat up old people now. The shock factor is not there anymore. Exactly. That's why I I didn't watch. I didn't watch the last Tyron Woodley fight. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch this fight either. I don't care to. Yeah. The one that I was going to buy was him fighting Tommy Fury. Right, right. See, now that would have been an interesting match, Yeah, right? but not anymore. Tommy Fury's going to get his ass beat. Yeah. Jake, Jake Paul has gotten exponentially better. And Tommy Fury hasn't fought since. Tommy yeah. Fury's going to get it fucked up. Yeah. I feel anyways. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I mean, like I said, you could definitely see the improvement and in, in strides in, in Jake Paul's game for sure. But again, the knock there is still valid, which is that he hasn't fought anybody. I mean, has he fought a professional boxer yet? No, no. right? Yeah, so he hasn't, one, fought a professional boxer yet. And two, he hasn't fought a professional boxer worth their salt, you know, like that—that that actually can compete with him
1: at the same age. That's not yeah. fifty years old. That's right. not on a crazy fight. Sk- like Anderson so Like I said, I love him, but time gets everybody. Yeah, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like for example, if you guys don't know who Sugar Ray Leonard is, a boxing fucking legend. Yeah. Right. And look, he's like sixty years old almost. Uh, are, you,
3: are, are you are you going to reference that clip with Ryan Garcia?
1: Yes. <laughs> that was so sad to watch. And. That was so Let me tell you sad something. to watch. Fucking Sugar Ray Leonard is one of my favorite boxers of all time. He's a legend. legend. Rightfully so. He's a fucking legend. Dog. His hands were like lightning. I know, man. And then you see him do the uppercut challenge oh, with Ryan Garcia. Bro. And it's fast for his age. Yeah. But it watching look, that shit It was, looked like he was moving hands underwater, man. Bro, that shit made me giggle <laughs> a little bit. It made me giggle. It did. And I don't want to see that shit. I did it. You know what I'm saying? Time gets everybody. That's just a factor. Yeah, It is what it is, man. So like for for somebody like Jake Paul, his next move and the next fight that he has is going to be a smaller buy unless it's like another YouTuber. Like if he fights KSI, then Mm -hmm. it's going to have a lot of buys because both of their things combined together. Right, right. Right? But him fighting, like he's like, I'm going to fight Nate Diaz. Nobody wants to see that shit. Nate Diaz is a 155er. Exactly.
3: Exactly. And the dude is... Come on, he's he's two hundred pounds. He's and he's at the tail end of his career as well. Yeah, and he's never known to be a boxer either. Yeah, so if. They were to fight, I think it's pretty given that Jake Paul's gonna win that fight. It's
1: hugely in his favor. Unless they know? do 12 rounds and Jake Paul gassed and Nate, Nate Diaz is, you know, right. Man, i still yeah. on. You know, I'm thinking if I'm the I don't give a fuck, motherfucker.
0: Is it just out, but...
3: me or is, does he get harder and harder to understand the older he gets? I don't even he, know if it's he, CTE, or if that's just how dude, talk. he talks. No, he didn't mumble that badly when he was younger though. It just got
1: worse. And maybe he's just getting higher and higher. Duh. The show. So on the same card there yeah. was a guy named Doctor Mike, and he fought somebody that's in Nate Diaz's camp, uh-huh. and that guy talks just like Nate Diaz. Both of them. Maybe they just it's a stock thing. Maybe it's, I don't, it's a stock thing. About yeah. I don't give
4: a fuck. It sounds person. like he
1: bit his tongue really hard yeah. before he started speaking. He always has like these weird inhales. I don't fucking. You know, I fucking these guys over here. They not fucking fighting this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? I don't they're know like, what you're they're, saying. They're, they're, you got the way they did a Chun lee. Yeah. They need to. <laughs> hey, when. The, you know what the funny thing is? Like, people got mad at him for that. Yeah. I genuinely think he thought that's, that's yeah, what his name was. Yeah, he
3: did. You could clearly tell he wasn't trying to be funny. He was yeah. trying to give the man props. Yeah, He's he like, just, He was looking fly in his suit. He thought that was his name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess.
1: There's something wrong that he just defaults to Chung because that's like such a, a wide known, you know. Yeah, he apologized too. He goes, Hey, I mean trying to disrespect yeah. I, I, I I thought that was his name. <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't hey fucking hey man. You know, he wants to go Chen Li. I you know, fucking Chen Li. I don't fucking care. But yeah, this guy, Dr. Mike, uh really, really popular uh popular YouTuber. Mm-hmm. He does like uh just medical. He's an actual doctor. Oh, he's an okay. actual physician. Okay. Nice as shit, good looking as hell. Yeah. That's why all these dick. I get it. I fucking get it. Yeah. You know. He goes in boxes uh guy in a Nate Diaz camp. He was also he was in the UFC for a little bit. Got cut. Went to, he went to a lot of different organizations. Mm. And he's not a great striker himself. You know. His record's not that great. But that fool, Dr. Mike got his ass beat. <laughs> I did see that fight though.
4: Yeah. I wanted
1: to see it because yeah. uh, like Dr. Mike I think he takes boxing very seriously. Okay. And I think he had a background in boxing and stuff. But Dude, you talk about a dude that doesn't know how to move his fucking head to save his life. Yeah, he got lit up. This dude got lit up. Same hit too. Overhand. Overhand. Bink. Overhand. Bink. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, (laughs) I get it though. You know, I give him props because he went back in there. He wanted to prove himself. He said that he wanted to win this fight so he could fight Logan Paul. Mm -hmm. Logan Paul would fuck you up. Yeah, Logan Paul is not a bad boxer. Like, yeah, he lost to fucking Floyd Mayweather and, you know, not amazing but logan paul would beat your ass dr mike don't even fucking think about fighting <laughs> Logan Paul. he would absolutely destroy you that boy yeah. is strong quick and fast and he loves boxing right I don't, like people don't understand like these guys yeah they're not at the pro level boxers that you're trying to see at but they're not like some bums yeah they're not some chumps i mean they're they
3: they're about that life yeah. They're
1: they're taking training seriously yeah they got the best trainers on earth, the most time and the most money, they're going to get better than the average person. It's going to happen. And they're already athletes. Yeah. So what the fuck are you talking about? That guy, Dr. Mike, got his ass beat, dude. (laughs) I mean, it's not a surprise. If it's his first fight
3: and you're fighting against… Second fight. Oh, his second fight. Okay. And you're fighting against somebody who is a fighter regardless of of their record or whatever, chances are you're going to get lit up. And that dude
1: too, like Dr. Mike was bigger than him. The other guy was smaller mm-hmm. and he has like the Nate Diaz body too all flabby as shit. Yeah. So <laughs> he just asked, man. Yeah. It is what it is, dude. Yeah. I mean,
3: you know, with the Anderson and Jake fight, it was a little bit strange. Cause I watched the fight because I was curious of like how Anderson was going to perform at that age. I didn't really expect him to win, you know. But I think it was like the first round and the second round, dude, he did through like virtually no punches. He was I- just moving. That's Anderson Silva, dude. Yeah, everyone was like, what what are you, like, why are you not even throwing a jab? Like, what is he doing, right? And so, he just lost those rounds by default because Jake was actually throwing, I mean, nothing significant landed, but just he was more active whereas Anderson was just moving around and it was a kind of a confusing tactic in that sense. I'm like, is he trying to get him gassed out? And then he's going to start going on the offensive or, you I mean, know? He always,
1: I mean, even in his previous fights when he first started, I mean, he definitely threw a lot more, but he yeah. always downloads data. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's trying to conserve his energy because he knows his age. That's why You right. should be just taking steroids. Right. <laughs> that fool Jake looks like, he, like, like, like he looks like he's on something. Yeah. It's because uh, he's like 26. He looks like he's 35. Fuck is with this kid? He looks so old now. <laughs> I don't know, man. That fool know. looks like he's on fucking gear, man. Yeah. I, but again, the dude is in shape. You know, Even if he isn't, he's 26, 27. He's yeah. young and fucking just fucking veiny as shit. <laughs> the nah, cock. bro, I didn't look like that at 26. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you what I look like at 26. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> you just go back to my old videos. You'll see yeah. exactly what I look like. Yeah. But uh, one of the biggest things that people are asking us to talk about is fucking Elon Musk finally buying out Twitter for what? How much was it? $44 billion? Yeah,
3: something ridiculous. I had
1: man. no idea. You, Twitter was worth that fucking much. Yeah, It became such a huge platform. It was always like the, the side chick I know. of social media. I know.
3: Uh, and it's it's so ridiculous that he essentially bought it on a whim. Yeah. You know? It was like almost a joke turned into reality because he has the money to be able to do something like this
1: that. This motherfucker been firing everybody left and right. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. You know what the crazy thing about that is? Um, people have been finding out the salary of the people that have been getting fired. So the original CEO of Twitter was let go, right? You yeah. know how much her salary was per year? I think like fourteen million or something. Seventeen million. Yeah, right. Her it's severance ridiculous. was fourteen million. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He was getting paid seventeen million dollars.
3: CEOs of big tech companies are making that kind of guap, man. That That's is no
1: joke. I don't think Steve Jobs made seventeen million, dude. I don't know if
3: maybe not, maybe his salary wasn't that high, but he was still you know, worth a lot of yeah, fucking he, money. He, I
1: think he only owned like a percent, like one percent or oh, something. Oh, that he, he didn't own a lot. Okay. He, I mean, that's how you grow your company. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. relinquishes everything else, but it doesn't matter. It's a gajillion dollar company. Like yeah. a percent or two is worth a lot. Yeah. Fact check that, please. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I think I read that in passing. Okay. But she was getting paid 17 million. Um, and he let go of a lot of people. And obviously he's trying to, you know, trim the fat in the company. Uh, I don't know anything about Twitter. I don't know how anything functions, right? But I do know that there are a lot of companies who are big who hire a lot of useless people because I personally, as somebody who, is, who has to deal with brand deals and you know going to these companies, I know a lot of people in those companies that do not deserve a job there, mm-hmm. that they do absolutely nothing. And I have no idea why they're hiring these departments out. Like, they show up. yeah, They just get on a couple of emails. They fucking chit-chat around, they go get lunch, they come back, they do another few emails and they pretend like they're doing work by creating more work that is super fucking unnecessary. Yeah. I deal with that shit on the daily. So I'm pretty sure, I don't, I, I'm not saying that these are the people who got fired, but I know that when somebody comes into a company and they clean house, a lot of these people are let go because they're fucking useless.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know if that is necessarily the case. I think it has to do a lot of, with his like, uh, biases that he had as well because it's not like he did a thorough audit and then these people were let go he just started chopping people left and right as soon as he you know took over um and it's pretty it's been pretty entertaining to see like how the whole thing has been unfolding of like him trying to say okay we're gonna charge 20 dollars a month for the blue check mark and then um uh, what was it stephen king was like "Fuck that you like, you guys charge $20 a month. I'm out of here. You're gonna, you guys should be paying me, you know? And then he comes back with, okay, how about $8? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? It, it It's not a joke. It became like the thing. Now he's touting the whole $8. It's going to only go up to 8 Because I think it was 7 bucks or something previously. But it's only going to go up a dollar now. Um, So it's like,
1: you know… How <sighs> it was, like, Twitter wasn't profitable. Like, there was no profit.
3: Yeah. So he's… That's what he's trying to, like… Uh, implement with with the increase in the blue monthly blue check mark thing right is like his argument was hey man we can't make uh money just from advertising you know we got we need we need revenue um he's like okay how
1: about eight dollars so wait do you could just buy a blue check now or do you have to ha- already have one and then in order to keep it you need to pay the so yeah price? I
3: think I think th- there's still a vetting process for it but then if you have it then you gotta pay you know um the the monthly amount and then that makes you higher, I guess, or like indexed better in their algorithm to become like, you know, the official person of whatever it what is. What is the purpose of it? I mean, it's just verification, I guess, that you are
1: who you say you are, you know? You know what's so funny too? I know that I've, like, I, I kind of vaguely heard that and I've also just been on my Twitter feed constantly. It's just these celebrities saying like, I'm out of here. Yeah, But then I check the next day and they're still on Twitter. <laughs> why, are you, why are you celebrities so full of shit like you do know that when you write that out, yeah. it, everybody reads it. Yeah. So they go, I'm done with this platform. This is done. And I'm like, that's cool. But you're still there. Yeah. <laughs> you just tweeted seven more times after, you fucking an, liar.
3: Because it's an addiction. They can't, they can't get, you know, they can't get away from it. Celebrities are such full of shit, dude. They're literally full of shit. I mean, it's it's hard to like really blame them though, because look at look at their life. Look at how things are like in their favor, you know? It's like you got all of these uh, people praising them for every little thing that they do uh, or or maybe not even anything that they do, just purely based on the way they look, they're getting praised, right?
1: let me tell you something, man. There are people online who do things that are so bad, but they get praised for and it kills me on the inside. I know,
3: I know. Look, a common like, or, or, or I mean a good example is kind of like the whole... Cyberbullying of Pete Davidson when Ye was pretty much encouraging his mm-hmm. fan base to like hate on Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, people are like, oh yeah, uh, that's that's so funny, you know, that's so that's so uh, it's such a hilarious thing that you're doing, Ye. yeah. It's like, nah, this guy's encouraging you to fucking like bully somebody because he's dating his ex wife, yeah, purely for that matter, because he's small, he's a fucking megalomaniac, and he can't handle the fact that somebody else is bagging his ex-wife,
1: you know? And this is what I'm saying. Like, that's why nothing, I, and people don't really get this when I say this. Like, nothing online is real. Everybody's a fucking hypocrite because those people who also are, you know, a part of that shit, yeah. they're also going on their fucking, uh, their what's it called, their moral parade, shitting on other people about morality. It's like, you, you have no right to say that. You're- well, Elon Musk has been on that tip.
3: And and you know, that, that if fucking, like, just irritates me so much of like he's a god to some of these people. You know, the, the cult like following that he's built and and kind of the persona that he's built for himself. He's he's like he can do no wrong. He can say no wrong. And it's just like, bro, look into this guy, man. This guy, I'm not gonna go as far as calling him a con man, but he's he's not like he's not a Tony Stark. Mm. that's that's what he's been painted out to be. He's he's the real life Tony Stark. This guy's a great fucking marketer. I'll give him props for that. He's a great entrepreneur. I'll give him props for that, but he's not a fucking like innovator. You know? He's he's like with even with Tesla, that wasn't his company. That wasn't his idea. He bought into it, right? Um but people and 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 one thing that I think sums up Elon Musk he overpromises and underdelivers constantly. He said we're going to have, you know, people in Mars by 2024. You know, that's what is the original statement and then he kept changing. Oh, no, it's going to be this now. It's going to be It's so he just markets really well and he just throws out these outlandish ideas. The Hyperloop idea? That's not a fucking original idea. He claims he, he make he claims it like it is that that's his original idea, but that's a failure, you know. Um so so many of the things that he's doing is, isn't is necessarily a successful thing, but people just fucking gobble up everything this guy said. And then the whole thing with the fucking Dogecoin even, like he was playing into it and, and fucking making people lose money because he's joking about it. Like it's it's like uh, the next big thing, you know, when maybe he's trying to be funny or maybe he's trying to be sarcastic. I don't know. But like, it's hugely irresponsible for somebody with a platform like that to be talking about shit. Like Dogecoin is a fucking meme coin. There's no value to it. There's absolutely nothing that has practical usage for it. It was literally created as a meme coin. and this guy's talking about like, oh yeah, you know it you know Dogecoin is it could be the next thing, you know like yeah, and and a lot of people, that's the whole reason why Dogecoin had that uh, huge surge of people buying into it. Because of Elon Musk, he was solely responsible for that. So there are people saying, "Hey, man, SEC needs to look into this shit. Like, you know, yeah. what is this guy doing?" But now that he's, you know, the owner of Twitter, like it's it's been pretty funny how things have kind of unfolded uh, ever since he took. So, I
1: mean, the biggest criticism that he's getting right now is that he's it's it's the thing that people love about him and hate about him because there's two sides to this, right? Is that there was. You know, Twitter was becoming a space of like too much censorship. So people prefer the place to be free of zero censorship. You
3: know what that led to? Five times increase in people using the N-word. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's literally what it led to. I mean, I get <laughs> it. I think this is, the, this, is the, this is the weird thing though. It's like for me, I'm not a major fan of too much censorship, right? Um, the, 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 the reason why is because I hate TikTok. TikTok is the most censored platform ever, but it's the most popular. Yeah. It is like, I literally put up a video and I bleeped out a curse word and they took it down
4: mm,
1: and wow. they, they removed the audio yeah. because it's harmful to the community. Yeah. And it's just such a weird, but at the same time, harmful to the community. I, and, that- I, and, I, and, I, and I literally saw a video of yeah. a girl just in like a see through shirt bouncing her titties. Yeah. And that wasn't harmful to me. Mm. <laughs> tell you something else. <laughs> you know what tiktok knows my heart (laughs) that's what tiktok knows it it knows your boy likes some tatas yeah i get it yeah you know and so there's like that other set with like tiktok i heard tiktok too they're thinking about getting rid of it in the united states in general
3: well that was a conversation that was on the plate when donald trump was in presidency it's coming again recently yeah Yeah. that's and that's one thing that i completely agreed with him on is like Hey, man, look at the security risk of what this app- Selling information. Right. I mean, it's-, it's China is basically harvesting that information, you know? Um, but nobody- Nobody even fucking remotely has that thought when they're thinking about TikTok. Yeah. They're just thinking about it as a platform or as quick content, you know? Where you, get, you could go viral- with just a fucking dance video. So you try to make that dance video and then you l- end up looking like a fucking loser who has no life and definitely has no rhythm. Yeah, And then you just expose yourself and you got no fucking views. <laughs>
1: that's that's T- what TikTok is to me. Like it's know? weird like TikTok is literally a, like I said TikTok is the social media platform for talentless people to fool people into thinking that they're talented. Like I don't know how many times like I've seen a video where a girl just um Voiceovers like a song and yeah. this dance is like a shitty little dance and it has like 400,000 likes or or not even the fucking dance. They're just like looking into the
3: camera doing like, yeah, I don't. It's I,
1: so cringe. Yeah. It's so cringe for me, dude. I don't get it. Like I literally don't get it. And I yeah. don't understand why a human being would do that and then love it. Oh, like, be, they,
3: you know why, why they do it? Because the fucking views and the likes they're getting, it fucking inflates their ego. You know, it makes them feel good. It's the dopamine effect. They
1: they see the likes coming in. They're like… Like if I met a person, right? Yeah. And they go, I like, oh, what do you do? And they go, oh, I do TikTok. And I was and like, what do you do on TikTok? And they go, I just do what… I'm like, I would literally look at them, smile, and I would walk the other way. <laughs> Not because I just don't want to say anything mean. Because yeah. if your talent in life is you just mouthing words, I guarantee you our conversations are going to be absolutely pointless. Well,
3: that's… You know that's the thing right you just said it is that it's talentless people these people don't have talent but because maybe they're pretty or handsome or whatever they just get the following right yeah. and it's again it's just so fucking cringe for me for like some because i don't have tiktok on my phone I, I i never did right um
1: and tiktok keeps removing my accounts
3: <laughs> apparently i'm a harm to the community <laughs> That's ironic. Your fucking existence of an app is the harm to the community. I know. You know, apparently,
1: like, I'm harmful to the TikTok community. I have a, I have another TikTok, and I just, I post like every once every yeah. like four, three four months. But yeah, going back to the whole
3: like freedom of speech thing and and less censorship. Yeah, that's what he's pushing for. But like, it's it's hard, man, because it's like those very people um and and some of these being like you know crazy right wing nuts and stuff like that who they're just looking for an excuse to be able to say the n word you know and it's like no don't censor me like this is my opinion this is freedom of speech and it's like yeah but then there's also hate speech too and i don't really have a problem with hate speech getting censored now the um i guess the question becomes well what is considered hate speech and deems it to be hate speech, right? And I think those are some of the people that Elon Musk has been letting go is like some of those people who monitored those things, flagged well, the, those but things. But this is
1: what happens too. when If the pendulum swings too hard here, the pendulum is going to swing back hard here. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. There is no moderation in this shit, right? Because I do somewhat agree with, not so much Elon, but people who believe like, there's too much censorship now where everything is offensive. An opinion is offensive. A yeah. thought is an offensive thing, yeah. right? So for example, like in the last two or three years, like what is the biggest argue? What is the biggest thing that has been talked about? What is a man? What is a woman? Gender identity.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: There are everything is considered a form of violence now. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's yeah. like, uh-huh. when you say this, you don't know what's going to happen to me out on the street. It doesn't mean that's just a form of violence. Yeah, A lot of people can agree or disagree with this, right? But because there are such extreme swings in thoughts and ideas and nobody's willing to have conversation. Mm-hmm. You have somebody here where, yeah, maybe these people on the Twitter, they, they, they put their personal feelings into this. And they want to censor these things that personally hurt them. So they have a an extreme bias towards what they feel about their personal life. Yeah. And they say that this is a representative of how everybody should feel. So yeah, those people I think should be fucking fired. Mm-hmm. And now you have Elon on this other side where he's like, now I just don't want any censorship at all, which look, I'm kind of more on that side too. But then I'm not on the side too of like, a lot, like like do we have to allow people to say the N-word with the hard R? I think we could, <laughs> we could stop that. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's certain things that we could stop, right? right? Like there's certain phrases like, I want to, I don't know, rape you. I don't think we need that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So because it goes here and here, there's no moderation in between. And nobody knows how to have a conversation with people. And everything is always, there's no facts now. Facts don't exist anymore. Mm. Everything is opinion. Even science is now considered an opinion. I don't understand. That's why sometimes like when, I, when I'm in this space, right? And I've thought about it so many times. There are times I just never want to be in entertainment ever again. <laughs> like I just don't want to. Yeah. You know what? Because I, once again, it goes back to these celebrities. I fucking hate celebrities. Yeah. I hate them so much because they think that they are gods. They think that their opinions matter so much more than everybody else. They put and, and they just pander to on the other side of hyper-liberal ideas, right? Yeah. They just pander to it. Oh, is this the thing that I can say so I don't offend anybody? So I'm just going to keep going down here. And they don't think about the consequences. Right. And when they do that, they say one fucked up thing, those people who are on your side go and turn on you yeah. instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were pandering to people. You didn't have any original thoughts. You didn't have any ideas. You had no foundation to say the things that you wanted to say. And now that when you're fucking on that cross and they're crucifying you, you're fucked now. Yeah. Because you were pandering to a side versus having your own original thoughts and sticking to an opinion, whether it was right or wrong. And this is why I just, I, I sometimes like being in entertainment makes me so sad. That's so why, like, It's like, what if I just disappeared? I think I'd be better off. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I'm not even in
3: entertainment. But then when I just kind of look at our society and our culture today, I, I just sit there and I'm just like, dude, what the fuck is going on? What happened, man? And look, man, social media is to blame. Yeah. You know?
1: It's a Black Mirror. We live in a Black Mirror Yeah, episode.
3: straight up. Straight up. It's, it's, it's eerie how like closer we're getting to a Black Mirror episode. You know? Uh, how 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 it's our our reality is becoming a black mirror episode, and the thing that bothers me the most is that because people are just consumed by their phones and by these apps that they utilize and social media platforms they utilize, they don't even think. There's no like thought process there. It's just consumption, and then it's like you're in an echo chamber. You know, if you if you believe in a certain idea or a certain thing. And that's what you're searching. And then the algorithm starts suggesting that to you more and more and more. You're just stuck in this infinite echo chamber.
1: And I know. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I really wonder what happens to… This is why the thing I don't understand about Twitter and like celebrities just harping about this shit, right?
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. In just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Nobody's fucking forcing you to be on this platform, you fucking loser. You know what I mean? It's like- I can't believe I have to come into Twitter and see this stuff. You don't have to be on the platform. Right. Nobody expects you to be on the platform. Yeah. If you disappeared off of Twitter, nobody would give a
3: fuck. One thing though, the, o- well, the only reason why I still have Twitter and that I use Twitter is… Um, street fights. I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> no, not for street fights. For breaking news. If mm. some world event is happening, it's like people are tweeting about it. People are putting a video… Like even the, the Korea incident. In, you in could Itaewon. read
1: about it. And then not participate. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I just, I, I look at it, I, I use the platform to like get uh, real-time news and happening of what's you know what's going on. Um, for that purpose, it's very useful. But then everything else of all the fucking hate and the stupidity and just the complete
1: nonsense that exists there, I'm like, oh boy. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing I think maybe why I kind of, go towards the Elon side maybe a little bit more is because there's still an option on Twitter where you can curate what you see and what you don't want to see. Mm. That's why my, my Twitter is all jokes. Mm-hmm. Like any type of hyper serious stuff, there, there are a couple people I follow on Twitter. They don't even know who I am. I follow them because they're the obsessive human that just wants to comment on, yeah. on all the current topic bullshit and lay their, like their lay their opinion on everything. I only follow them So I have topics for the podcast.
3: Bro, you know what's crazy though? Is that like, yeah, every once in a while when I do pop into Twitter for like news and stuff, it kept suggesting Elon Musk shit to me. And I said, do not suggest this. I don't want to fucking see what Elon Musk is saying. I don't give a fuck what he's saying. I don't look at him the way a lot of these millions of people look at him, you know? It keeps still fucking suggesting it. And it became more, um, more suggested once he was getting close to actually buying it out. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't ever search for Elon Musk. I don't ever fucking talk about Elon Musk. I think it's just because he's such a high trending topic. He's I gonna know, pop but up no I say what. do not. This is like irrelevant
1: to me. Do not suggest. I've done that multiple times for a shit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, because it's such a high trending topic, other people who are in your peripheral are still mm. talking about him. So, mm. so it's sneaking in somehow. Yeah, That's how it was with fucking Andrew Tate. Every time <laughs> I watch a YouTube short, yeah. Andrew Tate pops up at least one. I'm like, dude, I literally I don't want to hear anything about Andrew Tate. Yeah. I don't have anything personally against him. Yeah. I just don't want to hear a stupid lisp. Yeah, <laughs> Every time he talks about something, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I, j- I just don't care about his shit. It's not entertaining to me anymore. So yeah. I just keep seeing his shit. I think with Ben Shapiro, for some reason, Ben Shapiro was popping up in all my shit. Like I didn't want to hear his fucking squeaky little voice. Yeah. That's a voice I definitely don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, just guys angry about everything. I'm like, I don't want to hear any of this shit. But you know, like social media once again is a choice, right? Um, you don't have to participate in any of this shit. I know it's gonna make you seem like quote unquote like a loser, but you know, a majority of my friends from back at home, like in Sacramento, they're not on social media. Right. They live their regular lives. They pop into Instagram like if you know an engagement happens or they want to post their kids. They rarely, rarely ever post. Yeah. They're never on there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, these are normal people. Right, The other people on Twitter who are constantly tweeting 24-7 because they're waiting. Just waiting and begging for somebody just to suck their virtual dick. <laughs> like, please, somebody <laughs> suck- Please retweet this. Somebody suck my please fucking digital dick. Validate, validate me. Yeah, it's just the saddest thing ever. It's so fucking sad, yeah, man. Like, I is. understand. I get it. Like, you need external validation. But I tell you this right now. There's a reason why when you don't get those things, it makes you feel a certain way. It makes you feel like a loser.
3: <laughs> Look man, if it wasn't for you know our brand, like I wouldn't have Instagram. I wouldn't have like the social media. I mean again, maybe I might have Twitter just for the news thing. But I generally would not use social media. I'd be off the grid,
1: right? I, I like social media. Like don't get me wrong. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Right? I hate how people use it though, right? It's the application of what and, and kind of like how they allow it to ruin their lives it can be a great tool and it's very entertaining. Yeah. Like I said, I love street fights. <laughs> I just saw one yesterday that was the most ridiculous street fight I've ever seen. Dog, one of my favorite videos I've ever saw on Twitter was two guys smoking crack and one person blew I up somebody's blew ass. ass. I've, dude, I would have never saw that if it wasn't for Twitter. Yeah. Thank God for Twitter. Yeah. So look, I understand. I'm not shitting on social media because I hate it. I love it. I made my whole life off of it. Right? But... When you don't know how to control something that's supposed to be a tool and it becomes a poison to you, then it becomes a problem. But that's what I'm saying is that people don't recognize that it's
3: become a poison. It's like it's literally poisoning their minds, but they're just so consumed by it and it's become so habitual that they're using it without thought. Mm. And that's my problem with it. Is that like- TikTok, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, TikTok is a huge reason to blame. I mean, we're seeing people develop ADHD in real time right now.
1: Dude, I- Dude, I I recognize that in myself. Yeah. Like when I started watching more shorts and shit, I I started having uh, trouble focusing and it's been fucking up my work. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing people too who can't pay attention and I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, and why do you think that is?
3: Because day in and day out, just swipe, 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 two seconds, swipe, swipe, swipe. And it's like that's what I'm saying. You see, you are seeing them develop ADHD in
1: real time. Dude, that's what's thing, happening. One of the videos the type of videos that I fucking hate are cooking videos on TikTok mm. because and Instagram lately because everything is a fucking one second jump cut. Pop <laughs> pop ping pop. I'm like, "Dude, I can't see shit." Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're making. Yeah. But that's the attention span of these people, right? Yeah. But that's why you also see too like I always shit on some of these like YouTube short chefs. Not, and there's a lot of great ones that I follow and I fuck with and I'm going to interview them on this podcast too. I think they do really great but those are the people that I want to to have a lot of shine because I think they're doing a great job. Some people too and I have I've shit on these people where they they find a recipe that they see online real quick and they go, let me teach you how to make this. You don't know how to make it. Don't fucking make it. Yeah. Don't make it. And they misrepresent foods. They misrepresent cultures. They represent everything just because they want views. Well, that's the thing though
3: is that they have the platform to be Whatever it is that they're claiming to be, you know, they're they're these uh, what do you, what's the word for it? Like self-appointed professional at whatever it is that they're doing.
1: And I've know? seen their, their food that they make, and yeah. I read the comments like, "Oh, that looks so bomb." I was like, "Listen, I know what look. I, I know for a fact that food doesn't taste good. Yeah. I just know. <laughs> yeah. I know it doesn't." There's a lot of people who are good at dressing. Look, I have a friend. You know this friend too. She's one of those people that you know always posts up her recipes and shit. I've eaten her food multiple times, and I hate it. <laughs> hate it so. Fucking but much.
3: but that's the thing, bro. People can't taste through the screen. All they're thi- all they're looking at is the presentation, right? It's the same thing with fighting, man. Once you fight, you know what's up. Once
1: you cook, you know what's up.
3: Right, right. But people, you know, maybe the food might taste like shit and, and the recipe sucks, but they're presenting it in a way that makes it look Instagram worthy, you know, the like gram worthy or like TikTok worthy. And it's like, oh man. That looks nice, so it must be good. Yeah, and that's kind of that's it.
1: How many people are actually gonna try the recipe? Probably not that many. Yeah, right? You know, <laughs> a lot of people just kind of. I wish sometimes like integrity mattered a little more, and integrity just it's slowly starting to disappear. That's why I always give shit to my buddy fucking Jason Chen. His him his shitty ass fucking comedy videos. <laughs> not even comedy videos. Like I said, he's the only person I know that covers music and covers jokes.
3: (laughs) Not even integrity though, bro. Just qualifications. Like, what qualifications do you have to be talking about this or doing this professionally? Dude, there's a kid I know too.
1: Uh, That's such a good thing to talk about. Just because… Listen, I've kickboxed on and off for what? Three, four years, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen me do a tutorial on how to kickbox? Yeah. Never. You know why? Because I am not qualified. Yeah, I might be able to do it here and there. Yeah, I am not qualified to teach anybody shit besides somebody maybe how to throw a jab and a cross and do some stuff here and there. Yeah, There's a kid that I used to bring uh, when we used to train, that I used to bring him along. Yeah. And I, used, I stopped bringing him because I got so mad I started beating the shit out of him. <laughs> because this kid would talk a big game, right? And he would do um, Muay Thai tutorials on how to do stuff. And I'm like, Beat the living shit out of you today. Like what? Qualify. Yeah, to fucking sit here and make a video about how to do something that you've never done in sparring. I've never seen you do this. Is my favorite setup combo kick to do in sparring. Funny. I sparred you 10 times. You've never been able to do that.
3: <laughs> bullshit. But that's what I'm saying. Everybody is a professional, everybody's a genius, everybody's a prodigy. And like they're free. Like, yeah, even if people call them out on the bullshit. they can still freely post it, you know? They could keep posting tutorial videos, keep posting, you know, how-to videos, even though they have zero qualifications, even though they might be completely butchering whatever it is that they're showing how to do it, but they have the ability. And that's
1: the difference. That's the thing, too. That's why, like, I I don't think people understand, like, why I repost or I post people that I really like a lot because I want them to represent People with integrity and credibility.
3: Speaking of, I saw that fucking you gave our boy Brian Dos Reese a shout out. Reese. yeah, I saw that video uh, before you posted it actually. Amazing. And I was like, oh shit. I remember when we shot that because the the beginning was was from our lookbook. Amazing. Yeah, from our first collection. And see, people like that, right? It's like people like that who fucking put in the, the work, paid their dues, and has that raw fucking talent deserve to get that type of shine. So I, I understand completely what
4: and you're saying. And by the way,
1: too, this is not me saying that, oh, whenever I create content, I need to be credible. No, you can create content for fun. Yeah. I think when you pretend like you're a source of knowledge and information uh, and you're very knowledgeable about something, you lie to your audience and then you misrepresent things and people are learning garbage from you, right? And you like, that's the issue that I have. Anybody can go ahead and cook and say, hey, I like this shit. That's great. I fuck with that, too. But when you like for example like you 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 do that with um I don't know let's say you're doing a video about how to fix a car mhm know how to do it and then somebody's like you know what i'm gonna try this out and they yeah. fuck up their car yeah. and you're like but i was just making content yeah I'm this like, is how you jump a car you put it on the metal make sure it has yeah. contact with the metal and then make sure that you put one on your tongue <laughs> yeah. because your body is made of electrons and so when you do that it'll recharge your car this person explodes and then your reason is like well you know i just i was just making content yeah that's a joke yeah and like i said i'm all for that type of stuff always make content try new things whatever but the snobbery of thinking that you want to be a person you want to be a person of of knowledge and you want to teach people when you don't know how to do things is stupid and by the way that bullshit gets caught really fast i
3: know but everybody's a self-proclaimed expert these days you know everybody's an expert in everything and they just think oh you know i read one paragraph on this i'm an expert i'm going to talk about this you know or you know i'm gonna, i'm going to give advice on this oh. or i'm going to school people on this
1: and the worst part about that too and this is for you people out there When you clearly have just learned something yesterday and then you make a post shaming other people for not knowing something that you learned yesterday, you are such a piece of shit. (laughs) That's the worst. Like, did you know about this? A lot of people don't know about this, about African culture. Neither did you. You just wiki that. I can tell you didn't know because you're reading off a piece of fucking paper. And then you shame people for not knowing things. It's like they don't know. They're allowed to learn. You know who did that to me? Who? Kay. Because <laughs> I, I posted that
3: clip of, or not a clip, the picture of the right way to peel a banana. Uh-huh. And then it's the other end. Mm-hmm. The, the the top with the knot, that's not the right way to peel a banana. The, the right way is the the tail end, the yeah. bottom. I didn't know that. And I, and you didn't I, know that? Yeah. And I came across it on the internet and I was like, oh shit. I didn't know that's the right way to peel a banana. So I shared that. On my story of like, did you know, right? Because I had just learned it. And Kay like, man, you fucking boomer ass, bro. <laughs> like people, people, been, people been know, shaming you too. Yeah, people been knowing that, bro. And I'm like, what? Was there like a viral video that I missed or something? He's like, bro, it's been like on the internet forever. I learned that shit in, in elementary school. Really? Yeah. yeah. I never knew that that was the right way to peel the banana. So I was just sharing my newfound... <laughs> I wasn't claiming to be an expert. I just like, did you know? You know, I just found that out. And then this was like, man, you fucking boomer.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm like, hey, bro, I'm just trying to share the fucking knowledge wealth, man. No, I just yeah. found out.
1: It's it's weird, man. Like like I said, too, like I I love the internet. I love what it does. It's such a powerful tool. And maybe some people get tired of me harping on this. But I just want people to have their mental health in check. Because Oh, yeah. It fucks with your mental health so much, Absolutely. man. That game of comparison starts to eat at you so much every day. You are never happy ever because you're basing your happiness on what other people say about you. Yep. And I see it eat these kids up. They cry about it. They think about suicide. They they feel like their, their value is zero because you're basing your value on things that don't exist. Yeah. People's opinions about you change every day. Somebody will call you a piece of shit. They'll give you five bucks and you say, that's a good guy. <laughs> I've seen it happen so many no, fucking sure, times.
3: For sure. And, and especially if they're basing it on just so, such like superficial things. They're basing it on the way you look. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, I find you hot. But then you did something that
1: displeases me. And now you're a piece of shit human being. You the, know? The people, you know what the thing, thing that Mariel said about me when she first met me? She goes, all your friends are so different. She goes, none of your friends that I meet are like each other. Mm-hmm. They're all different. I was mm-hmm. like, how do you make friends like the way that you do? Yeah. I was like, they're different, but yeah. they have one thing in common. Yeah. I was like, the biggest thing in common is that they're fucking weird. Yeah. And they know that they're weird. They're very confident. <laughs> they're fucking oddities. <laughs> right? I like people who have a strong sense of self. Right. And they own up to their identity. right? You know why? Because those people are the most trustworthy because anytime that they speak about stuff, it's truthful to who they are. I don't have to second guess who they are. I know, like for example, one of my friends that she hates, fucking hates this dude. And I understand. He's mm-hmm. rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker says the N-word hard <laughs> oh, all the time. Not with a no. hard R. Okay. But like just, he's just stuck in that time because yeah, he went yeah. to the military. Okay, Curses up a fucking storm. Does all this. this. She goes, why do you like him so much? Because that's how he is. That's how he grew up. Yeah, he's authentic. He's authentic to himself. Yeah. The thing about him is is like he's the one of those dudes that if I was stranded in the middle of a desert, I called him up. He's dropping everything. He's picking me up. And he's going to find where the fuck I'm at to make sure I'm alive. Right. He is one of those human beings. Like The core of this person is very fucking genuine. Mm-hmm. He's rough around the edges because he had a very fucked up life growing up. But he's a good fucking person. All my friends are weird as shit. But the one thing that they have in common, their identity is very, very sound. They know who they are. I know that when they say something, I know that their next move. I know what their next move is. Because I know. I know them. You're right. They're never trying to please me. They're yeah. not trying to please other people. They just do what they do. Some of them are geeks, anime nerds. Some people are fucking weird, hardened criminals. <laughs> so you know what I mean. But I can yeah. trust them. Yeah. Because I know what they say is honest. Even though if I think that it's wrong or it differs from what I believe, at least I know what they're who they are. Yeah. You know. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up baby fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friend friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today.
3: Yeah, this is funny because like you you bring that up about Mariel. Uh, Sometime back, like we were talking about something related to you. And I was like saying, oh, Dave. And she's like, since when do you start calling him Dave? I was like, I call him Dave all the time. She's like, I've never heard you call him Dave. I was like, I'm pretty sure (laughs) I've been around you enough times to like for you to hear me call him Dave. And she's like, who are you? (laughs) My my identity as a person changes now because you had this newfound revelation that I call him Dave, you know?
1: She's funny, man. Yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah, me, when we got to know each other, like she's, when she, I took her to weddings in Sacramento. She goes, all your friends are of all different ethnicities. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? Because she grew up, all of her friends were Korean or Taiwanese. Yeah. She goes, you have like people who are like Indian they're Pakistani, they're mm. fucking, you know, Chinese, they're fucking African, they're black American, uh, not a lot of white people, Mexican, <laughs> you know what I mean? But she goes, this is like crazy. Like She's like, it's like the UN. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like I, I've i never judged people based on what they look like, how cool they are, what they dressed as. They just were really good people. Yeah. And I've kept those friends for a very long time. One of the things too, like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. One thing that I know that I'm very good at is keeping friendships. So if I've ever had to cut out a of friend, you have to know that that person was a piece of shit. <laughs> I've had the same friend since I was fucking like five years old. Yeah. Ray, I've known Ray since I was two, right? Like I keep friendships for a very long time. I've now known Edric for fucking 10 years, right? I keep friends for a very fucking long time. And in order for you to leave my life, you have had to have done something. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking terrible. Cause I could reconcile a lot of things. Yeah. Like your core character as a human being has to be rotten to the core for me to have cut you out. Yeah. Like, so, and I think that's like one of the things Mariel noticed about me. She goes, You have really good people around you. Like, your, your friends are really fucking good. And the people that you have let go, like, they are definitely trash human beings. I was like, Yeah. Cause I've, I let my guard down. I let certain people in because, based on what other people felt about them. Yeah. Last person I cut out was based on, I, I met this person uh, through my friends. And I, when I first met this person, I remember I looked at my friend and I was like, I want you to keep this person away from me. I don't trust them. And I think that they are fucking terrible. Yeah. And like, oh, you don't know about their past history. They're actually really good. And against my better judgment, I let this person in my life and they fucked up a lot of things and mm-hmm. I had to cut them out. And that's because I didn't trust my fucking gut feelings. And from now on, even I had a conversation with these friends uh, when we hang out. I was like, they're like, oh, I want you to meet, you know, a couple. I was like, nope. Anybody (laughs) you bring in my life, I don't ever want to meet them. I was like, you are my friends. Your friends are not my friends because you have a habit of calling people your friends way too fast. Right. That's my that's my really good friend. Really, when did you meet them? Yeah. Three months ago. They're not your friends. You don't that's fucking my, know these people. That's my dog,
3: right there, yeah. bro. That's my. I trust him more
1: than my. This motherfucker thing. Everybody's his fucking friend, dude. It's the most fucking worst quality about him. Yeah. Not that he's a bad person, but yeah. because he trusts everybody. Yeah, too naive. Too naive. Yeah, too naive. Oh, this person. Really, why? Why is he good? Because what? He did stuff for you. Do you know who you are? Like, of course he did stuff for you. He wants something from you. Yeah. Everybody's nice. Doesn't mean that they're a good person. Right. And that's why there's that saying is like,
3: if you really want to know the character of somebody, look at who's there at their funeral. You know? Look at who shows up to their funeral. And I I think that is a good point to make is that like, yeah, the people that you have around you is indicative of like, yeah, what type of person you are. You know? You got a bunch of fucking thugs around you. Chances are you pretty rough around the edges yeah. too, you know? A hundred percent, man.
1: Yeah. And I'm saying too, like, you know, this whole social media game, what Elon Musk is doing, like, you guys are letting this guy control, like, your emotions and your feelings a little too much. This guy is a kid in a candy store. He's, he's odd as shit. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. If you guys don't want to be on his platform, you don't have to be, but stop giving him power. You know? Like, mm. and I know it's hard, but the more you pay attention to this shit, the more it grows. Yeah. And it's just like, you could choose to make this platform what you want to make it. You and can- it's, it, it, look,
3: it's not necessarily hard, right? They just have to do it. And and then they'll realize, oh, you know what? I'm not missing out on anything. You're not. Yeah. And you might even actually feel better for the, as a result of it because- you might have an inferiority complex seeing all this shit that you see online and comparing yourself constantly to them.
1: Dog, man, I don't understand sometimes too. Sometimes when I meet people, I can see it in their eyes. Like I'll go to some some events here and there that I'm kind of forced to go to and they'll be like, oh, like, oh, this. I was like, you probably know who this person is. I'm like, nope, don't know who you are. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you think you're too good. You it's that look, like, yeah. oh, he thinks he's too good. It's like, no, I just don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I don't watch <laughs> shit on YouTube. Yeah. You don't want to watch on YouTube. I watched this guy named Slava Tschmenko. He he he's a chiropractor in Russia that that <laughs> that gives chiropractic adjust- adjustments oh. to half naked Russian girls. Oh, okay. but it's not because they're half naked. Yeah, it's that his chiropractic adjustments are very unique. Like he does a shit where he cracks his lower back. It's amazing. Well, you know, that's a thing on YouTube
3: is oh, the chiropractors and, and half-naked girls. But like it's it's a very popular niche category. Oh, I know. There's some yeah. like
1: pervy fucking chiropractors. Yeah. But I like him because his cracks are fucking loud. Oh, they are I see. so good. There are other people who are probably just as good, yeah. but their audio shit isn't good. So I the, see. the cracks aren't that loud. Yeah. It helps me fall asleep. Uh. So unless you're unless you're fucking uh, <laughs> Dr. Gregory from Houston Chiropractic… Unless you're Dr. Rahim. Yeah. Um and you're or Dr. Uh, fucking uh Tyler Bigginho. <laughs> well,
3: I, I think what you're saying though, uh, sheds light on a on a good point to bring up is that like, you know, once you're in the content creation space or like you're an influencer or whatever, people assume that, oh, because you also create content, you consumed content, and so you should be aware of everybody else. And so it's like kind of like an entitlement thing. And like an ego thing. Fuck. Yeah. a Narcissistic thing. It's like, nah, bro. I just fucking do this for a living. But…
1: And it's fun. Yeah. So I don't know you. I don't know you. I'm <laughs> s- I'm sorry. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, you you uh go into a bath and you put beads in it? <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know you. Yeah. That's cool, man. But I'm sorry. I've never seen your content before. What? Oh, I'm sorry. You, oh, you… You walk around and you throw pies in each other's face yeah. and you start doing dance challenges. I don't fucking know you. <laughs> Unless your buddy's DIY teaching me how to fix cards that I'll never fix, right. I don't know you. Right. I watch some odd shit on YouTube. Yeah. I dude, there's <laughs> there's somebody that I met. I freaked out when I saw them. They're like, I've never seen somebody react the way that you have meeting me. I was like, you know, I I I watch your shit religiously. Yeah. Like I fucking watch your shit. And it's odd too because I'm not afraid of being a fan. Mm. Like, I like fandom because people are fans of me. I like to get that same type of love and respect back. Right. So I have no shame in that shit. And um, I met this guy who does like carpentry work, and I was like, And I was like naming all his videos. I'm like, I've never met somebody who got this excited meeting me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you don't meet like I was like, don't you do comedy? You meet other comics? I was like, I get that cares. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch the shit. I watch your stuff. But but how big of a following does he have? Not that big.
3: Like over hundred k. Less- over hundred k for sure. Okay, okay. I mean, so he has a decent size following. Yeah, it's then. pretty decent. Yeah, but I think the way I freaked out, I was mm. like, dude, I fucking love you, bro. You know what? One of my rabbit holes recently was was just looking up clips of rabbit animals. I just your code. <laughs> no, That's bro. I just you know it's so fascinating what rabies does. Rabies is a fucking very, very fascinating and lethal disease, man. Like, it's… Dude, there's, there's no cure for it, right? It, if it, it gets too far, right? Yeah. Um, it, it fucking um, I just get- controls you. It takes over your fucking body, you know? It, it basically is like melting your brain. You have no control. And then so to see like this de-evolution of, of like a, a being, an existing being being withered down to basically nothing is really fascinating. I heard
1: like the if you 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 catch it on early before it gets too far, that's what's yeah, curable. You can go get,
3: get the shots. And at you the have the to hospital. get a shot
1: in your belly button or some shit.
3: Oh, I don't know where they got a place it. It's painful as shit. Yeah, I don't know where they got a place to shot. But yeah, if if like right away you get, you know, bit. exposed, yeah, bit, scratched, whatever. And they but,
1: just give you the shot.
3: Yeah. And 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 you suspect that that animal had rabies. Then yeah, you got to get to the fucking. If I hospital. get bit
1: by any fucking animal, I'm going to get a rabies shot. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, give it to me.
3: Yeah, yeah, fucking give it to me for sure. It's it's better to err on the side of safety with something like that because it's a hundred percent fatality rate. Otherwise, you know what's
1: one of the videos I used to watch a lot? I used to look specifically people getting kicked by horses.
3: <laughs> See that's what I'm saying. There's there's these things that are just for whatever reason in your mind is just fascinating and interesting. It's not. I'm sure it's not because you, you, you know revel in, in the uh, video of watching somebody get seriously injured. It's just that the act
1: of a horse kicking is just like, it's so powerful. Yeah. And I'm always thinking too, like, I don't know. Uh, listen, I don't even like smoke like that, mm-hmm. right? I only take um, CBD and Delta A and TC if I want to sleep. Yeah. It helps me relax or if I, before I spar or something. Well, I'd be thinking, of I'm like, I always, I look at horses and I'm like, what the fuck? Was a person that walked up to this thing and said, "I'm gonna ride you." Like, who the fuck was that? Or, or decides to startle the horse. What you think was gonna happen, bro? I I don't think you
3: understand how big a horse is. Like, horses are huge. There is a reason why cars' power is defined in horsepower. (laughs) That's exactly why. I don't think people understand too how big fucking moose are. Right? Oh, moose are fucking terrifying. Bro,
1: huge.
3: if a fucking moose comes after you, man, you pretty much just say your prayers. They're like the
1: size of like a short bus. Yeah, bro. They're huge. They're huge, man. Like, I remember, I forgot what the fuck I saw. But I saw a deer. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, deers are like the size that I expected deers to be. But like, if you see like the male stag. Yeah. Fucking... He scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And then a moose is bigger than that. <laughs> exactly. Crazy. That's why
3: you don't fuck with nature, bro. You don't fuck around with that. You're going to find out. You fuck around and find out Have you out ever real been quick. to
1: a wolf sanctuary?
3: No, I haven't. Dog. Have you wolves s- are huge though. I've seen a wolf.
1: People think they're the size of dogs. No, they oh, no, dwarf no, no, no. dogs. No, no, no. So there's like... Wolves are descendants from these other type of animals. I forgot what they're called. I'm not sure they're called lichens or whatever. But they're... It's an extinct canine, right? Mm -hmm. And so the the one that's the closest to them are gray wolves. Mm -hmm. Gray wolves are are huge. (laughs) They're fucking huge, man. So they're like the size, maybe even a little bigger than mastiffs. Yeah. And mastiffs, when standing up, are like six and a half feet tall. Right. Wolves' heads are like the size of our torso. Yeah. They can fucking. They used to hunt humans. Right. Like these lichens, they used to hunt fucking humans. They could shred you apart for sure. Yeah. Easy. I, I, I went to a, a wolf sanctuary and these are like hybrid wolves. Yeah. And they're not even as big as gray wolves get. Yeah. And they were so big. It's, I, I couldn't get inside because I was too scared. Yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, they're fine. Like, you just got to make sure you don't move or do anything. I'm like, no, I'm not going in then. I'll see them on this side of the cage. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be the first test subject.
3: That's a common misconception that people think wolves are about the size of dogs, like a medium-sized dog to a large dog. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, you man. think about coyotes. Yeah, exactly. These wolves fucking
1: dwarf dogs. So like, the thing about wolves too, like I went to this rabbit hole like researching wolves. Um, You can't, Reprimand wolves like you do with dogs because they're not domesticated. Right, so they do things in, in the hierarchy of packs. Yeah. So if you attack them, that's a challenge and it's a fight. Right. So if you try to chastise a wolf, no, no matter how long you they love you, they're friend. They'll they'll shred you apart because in in the wolf pack now that's a challenge. Right. So you can't spank them, hit them on the nose, or tell them no. They
3: will fuck you up. Did you see? Do you, do you ever see the thing with the wolf whisperer? No, the dude who fucking like lives with wolves. No, he he feeds on like raw or no no he like cooks a liver and he puts it in a pouch, but he puts it inside of of like a, a raw animal and then he scrapes it out of there and eats with the wolves, so that he's a part like constantly part of the pack. Wears the same clothes all the time that he interacts, so that the scent is there. Um, Disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. dude. This guy is a fucking animal, and I'm is he, not. Is he uh white? Yes. <laughs> The great white wolf. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's. I think he's Australian, and his passion is like wolves, and he he owns a wolf sanctuary and all that. But he's. Um, I think at one point he was the alpha in his pack, and yeah, he like completely like, eh, what do you call it? Made himself a wolf, a functioning wolf in that pack, doing the same thing as they do, and just watching it, I'm like damn, bro, you must really, really fucking love wolves and be passionate about them. Fuck that. To do that kind of shit. He has like scratches all over his face because, you know, it's not the wolves are trying to hurt him, but like when they're like playing or showing affection, they obviously human skin is a lot more fragile than a wolf's coat, right? Why so- people be
1: doing crazy shit, dude? <laughs> I just saw a video on Twitter. Shout outs to Twitter once again. Yeah. Of this girl. She's like known to swim with tiger sharks, like specifically a tiger shark that she's developed a relationship with over the years, yeah. right? So this bitch, fucking, she's about to dive in, right? And she dips her head in to see the water. And then when she pulls her head out, a fucking shark comes up to bite her face. Oh, my and God. And she's like, <laughs> La- I'm like, bitch. Yeah, you almost died right the now. fuck are you talking about? And people were in the comment section, they're like, well, as you can see, the shark didn't bear its teeth. So it was just playing. The fuck do you know about a shark did that you talk shit, to it yeah this shit don't look like play to me i didn't even know sharks play bro I, that's what i'm saying <laughs> the fuck are you talking about man yeah. white people crazy dude oh
3: man it, that reminds me of the story i fucking told you at the shoot about john hey guys look a giant salmon Yeah, what the that ain't no salmon bro that's a shark man
1: hey let me tell you something john's been on this podcast um you're an idiot. John, I, I used to respect you a lot. The fact that you were in the ocean and then you looked down at something and you said that was a salmon. Number one, not pronounced salmon. Number two, you're in the fucking ocean in Catalina yeah, Island. Exactly. Why the fuck would that be a salmon, John? Exactly. It ain't freshwater, bro. Come that back is... on this podcast. I'm going to just call you salmon. So so to give you
3: guys a little quick context on on what the story is about, um, uh, we were in Catalina and uh, we were snorkeling And then um, I was trying to get out of the water and then the waves pushed me and I was around like coral reefs and it pushed me into the coral reefs. I got hurt and I was like, oh fuck, I can't get out this way. So I swam around an area like well into the ocean that says, do not swim beyond this point. But that was like the only close and safe way to get out of the water. And then so I'm swimming around and then, uh, you know, our friend John uh, looks down and he's like, hey guys, look, a giant salmon. And then so I look down and it's a shark about, it's about like five, six feet, you know, big. I couldn't really tell but it was about 10, 15 feet beneath the feet. And he was circling around the seaweed, you know? And I was like, I fucking, as a motherfucker, that ain't no salmon. That's a shark. Get the fuck out of So everybody started swimming as fast as they could, right? We get out the water. Luckily, nothing happened. And then um, I get out and I see why, I understand why this shark was circling on. My leg was pouring fucking blood. The coral reef just shredded my fucking knee. And you know, because it's, I'm in the water for that long too, it got softened. And then so just like shredded my knee. I still have the scars there too. And literally my fucking leg just turned red because the blood was just pouring out. And then I
1: started walking. And then what did John say, bro? You have Kool Aid on you. He said, "How you do that? How you like, get a paint on your leg?" It's like, "Well, you gonna share it? Can I get some?"
3: <laughs> but yeah, that—that's why the shark was circling un- underneath my foot, but un- or under our feet. But John thought it was. <laughs> a I've salmon. lost all, I've
1: lost all respect for this man. <laughs> the fact there's like so many things wrong with this story. Yeah, I know. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. If you guys are looking at this and you're looking around, you already see the fall collection. It's all lined up. Oh, yes, sir. The tote bag is dropping. We got the socks on. Uh, I got the, the, the cropped Heather Gray pants on. Fucking love these tangs. I have
3: the black version of it on right here. We have the new knit sweater that's coming out right here as well. So fucking comfortable.
1: So nice. Yeah, man. Uh, For everybody who has bought our Secret Society pieces that kept the company going on for so long, thank you so much. The company has grown so much since then. Uh, Like I said, I want to make sure that uh, everybody has this in the closet. One piece, a t-shirt. I don't give a fuck. I just want this to be a staple because we're a brand with a mission. And uh, I really do hope that you guys... Have continue to love it, anyways. Yeah,
3: and and like you know, oh our, the
1: corduroy hat too. Fucking oh, fly that's shit.
3: right. Yeah, we got the cord hat. We have five different colors coming out with Ooh. this. Um, I can't wait for the cord hats, man. Oh, I can't wait. By the way, the colorways too. A lot of them. Yeah, it's sick. I mean, we we spent a good amount of time like coming up with the color palette for this season, and we feel like. We because last season was the first time we introduced colors. Dude, it was a risk. Yeah, it was a big risk because people who are familiar with us know that we've always done black and white, and you know, it's just it just stems from our like personal aesthetic choice. Like we like black and white, we like monochrome stuff, and that's it's reflected in the work. But you know, we we decided to try to shake it up a little bit, and we're like, dude, we don't know how the fuck the the audience is gonna receive this, how the community is gonna receive this, and like people loved it. And then so we're like, okay, let's try some more colors this time around. Um, We got colors like mauve, you know, we got the turquoise color that you love, which people think it's a navy, but it's kind of like in that spectrum of turquoise. navy turquoise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then we got like brown, which we've never done. That brown came out so fucking nice. Yep. Yeah. When we were going over it, we're like, okay, this could go one of two ways. This color is either going to come out looking like shit, literally look like shit, or it's going to be dope. Yeah. Luckily, it came out really dope. Um, so yeah, we got these new colors. This moss color here—I don't know if it reads on camera for the people who are watching—but we have different speckles of color here. It's not just a green; like you're gonna see like a little bit of orange, like a little bit of a darker green and a lighter green, and it creates this kind of like moss-looking color. But it's so
4: sick—you'll
3: it, see it once you guys get it. Once you see it in person, feel it in person, you're gonna be like, okay. I understand now why every time I fucking talk about shit, I say, I'm so excited about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just saying that. I'm not saying, oh, I'm just excited because I feel like I'm obligated to hype people up. No, we are generally are genuinely excited about the new shit we're doing because we're constantly stepping
1: and look, it up. If you love this shit, tell people about it. Tell your friends about it. Because I know that when you're walking please. around, people are asking you where you get these pieces Cause listen, I'm trying to get us to do a fucking denim program already. Oh man. And we need some fucking money for yeah. that shit.
3: Guys, denim, we- denim is not an easy thing yeah. to do, especially if you're trying to do it domestically. And you gotta definitely be on a certain level and have a certain amount of capital in order to like pursue that program, especially if we want to do it right, which is with everything. If we're gonna do it, we wanna do it right, we want to do it legit. Make sure that you guys are getting, you know, the best quality we can possibly offer you for the price points we sell it at. Um so. Yeah, just to echo what Dave said, please help help us spread the word. Word of mouth is, you know, best type of marketing. And um, yeah, once we grow, I mean, look, it's really simple, guys. In order for us to do the things that we want to do and do it bigger and better, we need more revenue. We need more growth. We need more eyes on the brand. And luckily, it's been a great uh, growth process for us in this past year. But to get to where we're trying to get to, like, Because we talked about this. Our goal is to become a household name at some point, you know? And in order to become a household name, you can't be fucking operating with a skeleton crew and like strapped for resources, you know? Um, But we're getting there. We're getting there slowly but surely. And I'm always saying this, but just always full of gratitude and thanks and appreciation for the people who've been riding with us, whether they've been there since 2017 or they came on at some point during the process, we appreciate you guys 100% because we know that we wouldn't be here without you guys.
1: Well, guys, uh, cop all that stuff. You can follow Ed at Ed2TWO, and then you could also follow Secret Society at SCRTSOCIETY. Check out the website. The fall collection will be dropping soon, or if not, if it hasn't dropped already. Uh, Genius Print every Sunday at 12 p.m. We'll see you all next time. Peace, yo.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well.